0: What is up my friend? Welcome and thank you so much for tuning in to what is now episode 12 of the Yours Truly podcast. So this is a platform in a format where I take you beyond macros and we ditch diets of any form to talk about nutrition and life in a more gentle way. So this is nutrition and a lifestyle that nourishes your mind, your body, your spirit, and allows you to live a little bit more gently and kindly with yourself. So in past episodes I've had a couple of awesome guests and I can't wait for the next few months of podcasting because I have some really cool um, dietitians and just lifestyle speakers lined up for you guys. But today, I'm um, going back to my roots uh, 12 episodes ago, kind of diving in by myself, bringing you guys a message, just you and yours truly today. But when I was kind of looking back on my other episodes thinking... Hey like what have I not talked about, or what do I need to bring to this platform in order to add value? I realized that in all of my solo episodes i 've kind of focused on my approach to nutrition and my mindset when it comes to nutrition and how I talk to clients and how I deal with it in my everyday life and I gave you guys my why back in episode one, but on this platform at least i haven 't really sprinkled many personal stories in or given you guys a lot of insight onto just like who I am as a human being. Um, and not just a dietitian, so that 's what this episode is going to be about when I was thinking about how i 'm going to structure this and kind of like how i 'm going to talk you guys through some of my most important lessons and what i 've learned in my years of life. The first thing that came to my mind is um, what everyone talks about as being their golden year, right, or their golden birthday, where their age, um, the number of years old they are, matches the date on the calendar. And to be honest, um, I feel kind of cheated because my birthday is on May 9th. And when I was nine, pretty much all I had to celebrate was like punching in my number right at lunch, um, like wearing my uniform and like figuring out long division, which like, let's be honest, I could probably still do the first two, but I do not think I I could successfully complete a long division problem without a calculator now, which is a little bit sad. But anyways, when I was nine, um, I didn't really have much to celebrate on my golden birthday because I was only nine years old. I hadn't really lived that long. And today, um, on the flip side... I'm still only 23, so I recognize that I'm still young and I still have a lot to learn. But to be real with you, I think I have more to bring to the table um, being 23 than I did when I was nine years old. So I'm going to pretend, I'm just going to make up a rule and say my 23rd year is my golden birthday because um, this year has been the year that I've done the most growing, the most learning, um, and kind of been the most humbled, um, with the path that I've chosen to take and, you know, how much it has taught me. So, um, I kind of want to tell you guys, I think I'm going to title this, title this episode. I haven't really figured it out yet, but as I'm sitting here talking through it, I think I'm going to title it 23 for 23. So, um, here are 23 lessons that I've learned in my 23 years of life, almost 24 when it comes May, but um, my 23 lessons and 23 years of life that have been really, really important to me, and by no means is this like an exhaustive list because let's be real again, uh, there's no way I could put all of my most important life messages into 23 bullet points, but I can sure as heck try. So a couple of them are serious, a couple of them are kind of funny, but we will jump in with number one, and this is in no particular order. But we're starting off really strong here. So number one um, is peanut butter and jelly is simply the best. Uh, if you followed any of my content... If you've listened to me speak literally at all um, for more than five minutes, you've probably heard me mention a peanut butter and jelly, but it hasn't always been this way. Um, when I was younger, you may not believe this if you've been following me for a while, but I actually hated peanut butter, um, which goes to show you that people do change, guys, like the t- the tables turn and people come around because I hated peanut butter. But what I loved um, as much as I love peanut butter and jelly now is bologna and cheese. Like imagine every day, like little Claire rolling up to lunch when she didn't have to punch in that lunch number because she brought her own. Um, And she would bring uh, a bologna and American cheese sandwich on white bread, like that Wonder Bread, you know, the stuff that tastes amazing. Um, And sometimes I would even put Doritos on the sandwich. So, like, people change, um, opinions change, and palates change as well. But now... Why I love peanut butter and jelly, it's become my new 365 sandwich, meaning I eat it 365 days of the year. Um, Why I love it so much is because it is so portable. It is so fast to make. Um, It does not have to be refrigerated. It's so cost effective and it has a great balance of protein, carbohydrates, and fats. What's not to love? So anyways, number one, peanut butter and jelly is the best. Um, second of all, a little bit more serious here, but number two is lead with gratitude. So if there's anything that you show up to your daily life, um, holding buckets and buckets full, it best be gratitude because, um, you know, that saying that's like super cheesy, but you know, gratitude turns what we have into enough. Um, that is honestly so true. And if you can't show up to your everyday life, feeling so grateful for what you have, then anything that you accrue or anything that you get in the future is never going to be satisfying to you because you can't step back and see how good you really have it. Right. Um, it's all subjective. You know, it's going to change as you go throughout life, but you have to show up every single day being insanely grateful for what you have, for what you can do, and for the people around you, because if you can't do that, um, then nothing in life is going to be satisfying. So now on to number three. So I call this find your yoga, and what I mean by your yoga um, is it doesn't have to be the typical kind of yoga that you, like, see on Insta when people are, like, bending over backwards and, like, touching their toes to their nose, and you're like, oh my god, are you smelling that or are you just really flexible? Like it doesn't have to be that kind of yoga. Um, The word, I'm going to go like all yoga teacher on you here, but the word yoga um, means to yoke or a union, right? So it's really a bringing together of mind, body, spirit, and linking movement with breath. Um, And what this does, this action of unionizing, if that's even a word, um, your body and your mind, it brings you into a place of presence or into the present moment. And to be honest, many, many things can do this and it doesn't have to be the physical or the asana practice of yoga. Like if view Really like to knit, or you really like to go to the gym and lift weights, or you really enjoy cooking and like anything that allows you to um, be in a state of union with mind, body, spirit, kind of allows you to tune out of your own thoughts and into your own body and just get in a kind of, um, for lack of a better term, into a flow. Like that is your yoga. So don't think just because you don't like to step on a mat and go barefoot and like try to be bendy that like you can't do yoga because you can, you just have to access that part of your brain that recognizes some sort of activity, whether it's movement based, whether it's just like sitting and being quiet, reading anything that allows you to link, um, your mind with your body and your breath and really take a big step into the present moment. So that's number three, find your yoga. Number four is there is no good or bad way to eat. This is just your way of eating. So, this is dietitian Claire stepping in again. But, um, like, I hate when people, you know, characterize ways of eating as good or bad. What I always work with my clients with is just finding your way. So, for me, um, there's no good or bad way for Claire to eat. It's just Claire's way of eating. Um, and how you find that is eating what feels good. So, this kind of Gets into mindfulness in a way where it's tuning into your body, listening to your body, and recognizing how you feel after you eat and kind of associating, like, okay, when I eat this food, I feel really good. When I eat this food, um, I maybe don't feel as good. So it's kind of finding your own personalized diet, um, your way of eating by tuning into what you know to be true about your own body. So that's number four, and that really plays into how I approach nutrition. But number five, speaking of tuning into your own body, it's welcome yourself home. So get comfy with what it feels like to be and to live in your own unique body. Um, I like to call your body your house. I did a video um, on Instagram a couple weeks ago about this, but the body you are given is the house that you were given. Like It is totally fine to want to renovate um, and make you know, subtle changes and improve your house. Like those HDTV, like home improvement shows, like that's totally fine to have that as a goal, but you can't lose sight of, you know, feeling good in your own body and feeling truly at home and at peace where it is at any given moment. Um, so speaking of home, just kidding. This is still number five. I had a list and then I like crossed this next one out, but then I added it back because I thought it was important. Anywho, um, you should see my paper right now. It's like super scribbly and it's really messy, but Hey, it's working for me. But, um, speaking of home, like where you love is home. Um, this is a home. I have this poster in my room or it's like this wooden board and it says, um, home is where you love home that your feet may leave, but never in your heart. So this really plays into, you know, falling in love with your own body and and feeling at home in your bodily house because um, wherever you choose to go, wherever you choose to travel, wherever you choose to live, um, if your body is truly your home. Your feet can go anywhere, but you will always feel um, like you have a space of your own. You will always feel at home and at peace with yourself. So now we're moving on to number six. So this one is take emotionality out of the picture. Um, And I know this sounds really bad because it sounds like I'm telling you not to be emotional, which is not what I'm saying at all. Obviously, we are human beings and um, we have a lot of emotions like coursing through our body and our blood on a daily basis, and that's totally normal. Um, one thing that I really work on and that I urge my clients to work on is accepting that and like owning up to your emotions, right? But um, when it comes to certain decisions um, or things that happen to you in your day, this is where I'm saying take emotionality out of the picture. Meaning, Two good examples I have are with food and then with other people's responses to you. So I'll start with food. So um, take emotionality out of your food choices, right? So this is um, really trying to get it into your brain to never classify food as guilty or dirty or sinful or tempting or any of those moralizing terms that we like to give to food because this is adding an emotion to food that doesn't need to be there, right? Food is just food, and the sooner that you can take all the fluff And take all of, like, the Pinterest wording out of your food choices, the faster and the sooner you will be able to return to a place of peace with your food choices and, um, know that number four is true, what I just said, that there's no good or bad way of eating, it's just you, um, so the second one here, take emotionality out of other people's responses to you. So, um, this is really apparent if you're in business for yourself, or, um, it can be apparent in relationships or social media or, you know, anything where people have the potential to say, no, thank you. Or, um, maybe I don't want to work with you, or maybe I don't want to follow you, or maybe I want to unfollow you, you know, anything, um, that has a hint of rejection there. If you can really work on, and this is super hard guys, like this is something I work on every, single day but you have to um, really work on taking the emotionality out of that so understanding that they're no um is not anything personal against you um, most of the time. Sometimes it may be, and that's just something that we live with. I'll get to that one in a later number, but um, their no is likely not against you, but it's something that they have with themselves. It's like that classic breakup term. is like, it's not you, it's me. Um, but a lot of the times that is true because human beings, we are emotional creatures, but we are also naturally selfish creatures, right? Um, so, Someone saying that they don't want to buy your program, or someone saying that they don't want to follow you, or they um, don't necessarily want to see your face every day or be your friend. It's not necessarily anything that you did wrong, but it's maybe a place on their end that they're not ready yet. You know, they're not ready to take action. They're not ready to um, hold you close in a relationship. They're not ready to um, hear your message every single day. So, moral of the story here take emotionality out of rejection, and you will be so much more confident in knowing that what you're providing or what you're bringing to the table is valid. It is awesome and it is strong. Um, and it's not really your issue if someone has a problem with that. And I'll get to that a little bit later. Jump in the gun here, Claire, jump in the gun, but I'm just excited guys. So number seven is pay fierce respect to those who have helped you to get to where you are. Um, for me, this is my family. I have a small, um, Close knit immediate family. I am an only child, but um, I owe so much to my parents and them to helping me get to where I am today, um, to encouraging me, and to always believe that, you know, what I was going to do um, is what I set my mind to and I can make it happen. And they support me fiercely, so I'm gonna give them fierce gratitude and respect back. But, you know, if this isn't your family, you know, this could be your friends, this could be people in close relationships, this could be mentors or teachers, anyone who has taken time. Out of their life and out of their day to make you a better person and to help you get to the place to where you are right now. You have to pay them fierce respect and jumping back to number two, lead with gratitude and your interactions with them above all else. So, Number eight, um, people aren't mind readers say what you mean. Um, and I mean this in the nicest way possible. It's not like, you know, if someone offends you, you go and like cuss them out because that's not a kind way um, to use your words. And I'll jump into that with number nine, but, um, people aren't mind readers meaning, you know, passive aggressiveness or kind of beating around the bush as my grandma would say, or hinting around what you actually mean is not an effective way to build a relationship with yourself. And it's really not an effective way to build a relationship with anyone else like if you have a question ask it if you want someone to do something ask them nicely like if you um need to feel supported. Ask for someone's support. You know, most of all, and I see this a lot in friendships and relationships, like again, people aren't mind readers. If you don't tell them what you appreciate, if you don't tell them what they're doing right for you, or maybe on the flip side, what they're doing wrong, how are they supposed to know how to be better for you? I think a lot of the times we get caught up in this idea of friendships and relationships and we're like, oh my God, like my friend or my partner, like they're not, you know, improving. They're not being better for me. But like a lot of the time that may, not be a fault of their own if you aren't voicing what you need or if you aren't voicing like hey I would really appreciate it if you helped me with this or hey you know I really love it you know when you tell me that or when you do that for me or when you express support you know love or gratitude in this way um So this has been a game changer for me and my friendships and, you know, my family and my relationships. Like, tell people when they do a good job because positive behavior um, or reward tends to be repeated. And conversely, if someone is doing something that you don't jive with or that isn't contributing to your sense of well-being, don't be afraid to kindly and politely say, "Um, hey, that doesn't really, you know, add to my quality of life or, hey, it kind of hurts me or it offends me, um, yada, yada, yada. But that leads us into number nine, use words kindly. So if you're kind of bringing something up to someone, it's maybe a point for them to be better, or something that you're not a huge fan of, of what they do, um, use those words kindly because you're not going to get anywhere by coming out with a jab, saying like, oh my god, I can't believe you did that, like, you're the worst, like, you know, that isn't going to get anywhere because when you come at someone with those sharp words or those sharp edges, um, their defense mechanisms are going to be put up, you know, their walls are going to be up and you're not going to get anywhere other than maybe a heated conversation. So use your words kindly, Especially when it comes to food. This is like 9.5. Um, so your plate, your business is what I like to say, which may sound weird coming from a dietitian. You may be like Claire, but like you're a dietitian. You talk to people about their food choices all the time. Um, yeah but not in a way that criticizes, judges, or shames their personal choices. Um, be really careful, and I catch myself doing this all the time. Any kind of comments you make um, towards people's food choices, towards their body, towards what they um, put on their plate or in their lunchbox, because one tiny word that's something along the lines of like, are you really going to eat that? Or um, do you really need that much of that? Or like, whoa, like, have some, will ya? Or like anything like that... Um, even though you may mean it harmlessly, if someone is in a place where they are struggling with you know, negative body image or um, negativity towards food or any kind of eating disorder, it, one little comment like that could mean nothing to you, but in their eyes, it can mean the whole world. And it can mean like, oh my God, people are watching me. Um, or, oh, I can't believe that I made a bad choice. Like this person's judging me for it. Like your food choices are never something that you should be shamed for. Um, and this goes for everyone. So please... Please don't be um, the source of shame for someone else's food choices. Really think twice and hear your words before you say them when it comes to all topics, but especially food, exercise, and body image topics. So, Number 10. Um, This is a quote from Maya Angelou. It's one of my absolute favorites. Um, You know, people will forget what you said, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Um, So always act from a place of authenticity and genuinely wanting to help someone. Like I hinted at earlier, like by being a human, we are all selfish in nature. Of course, we all want to know what's in it for me or like if I support you, what am I going to get out of it? Yada, yada, yada. But nine times out of 10, if you can act from a place of genuine genuinely wanting to help someone without necessarily requesting or expecting anything huge in return, that is going to get you like miles farther than anything else. I'll get to this in one of my last tips, but you know, people um, and treating people well and, you know, making them feel good about themselves is going to um, really accelerate where you want to go um, in a way that is authentic, in a way that is genuine, and in a way that benefits not only you, um, but everyone else around you. So number 11, this is um, a serious one, but you may find it funny. Um, eat avocados with caution. So I feel like I should explain a little bit why I'm so against them. Because I feel like if anyone is, like, recently new to following me or they see anything I say about avocados, I never want to give the impression that these things are not nutritious because when you look at avocados on paper, um, they're very nutrient-dense. They have a lot of healthy fats, a lot of vitamins and minerals that, um, especially people like vegans, they may not get from other food sources. So um, it's nothing against the nutrients that they provide, but I absolutely hate them, um, And I usually don't ever use the word hate, but I use it towards avocados. Like, they're little green slime grenades, like these little green fat bombs that... um, And I I don't just hate them for the sake of having a lot of fun, um, and making a lot of jokes about it and like, you know, trying to stir up controversy because that can be a little bit fun sometimes, um, on silly subjects like this. But I actually have a little bit of an intolerance or I don't know if it's an allergy, whatever it might be. The last three times I gave them a try because like, I really wanted to make it work. I was like, okay, Claire, everybody loves avocados. Like you're a dietitian. Like, come on, like try them again. Like they're really nutritious. Just try it. And I tried them three times. Every single time I felt so nauseous absolutely terrible after eating them so never again um just eat avocados with caution people if you enjoy them i support your choices but um we can't be friends in that manner. (laughs) So number 12, uh, people resonate with personality. In order to build something super impactful, you have to do it with your whole heart. Um, In order to create any kind of content that people are going to resonate with, in order to, you know, write anything that you're going to enjoy, but people are also going to get value from, in order to, you know, have any kind of positive relationship in your life, you have to lead with your personality. Like, lead with gratitude, number one, but lead with your personality, number two. Because there are tons of people who can do what you do, right? And I'll get into this later. There are tons of people who are dietitians out there in the world. There are tons of people who are fitness coaches, who are accountants, who are business people. Like, whatever it is that you do, tons of people do that. Like, skills, Um, you know, are found everywhere. You can learn those, but what you can't learn is personality. That is something that you totally own and that is totally unique to you. So you have to bring that um, and you have to own that, whatever your personality may be. Like, don't envy someone else's personality because it's not yours. Um, Just totally own up to the fact of what you have and what you bring to the table along with those skills um, and you'll be amazeballs. You will be unstoppable. So, kind of going into this number 13 um is don't hold back and i find a lot of people when it comes to the topic of personality um even like some of my close friends like i know their true personality but i see them in other you know relationships in business mentorships in whatever they may be doing outside of our friendship they may be holding back a little bit um and everyone does this uh, i'm even guilty of doing this at times and you know why it's because it's rooted in fear like we're probably scared but as my awesome friend trevor uh, Uh, Trevor, if you're listening, hi. He always says, and I absolutely love this about the guy, he says, if something scares you, you should probably do it. And take this with a grain of salt because he doesn't mean this and I don't mean this as like, you know, I'm scared of jumping out of an airplane or like, I'm scared of jumping off a bridge. Like, am I going to go and do that just because it scares me? Like, no, maybe not, especially without the proper restraints. But um, if something, you know, if writing something scares me or if putting something out there um, on my profile that's like, oh, this is like you know, kind of vulnerable or, you know, do I really want to tell people there? So do I really want to, you know, make a full minute, uh, worth of videos of puns talking about immune boosting foods? Like what if someone think it's weird? And if you didn't see, I did that exact thing like a day ago and it was amazing, but, um, Bottom line, if it scares you, you should probably give it a try because it will help you grow. And also, if people have a problem with anything you do, that's their problem. It's not your problem. Again, removing the emotionality out of things, like I said a couple of numbers ago, can't remember what number it was, but the sooner you can move away um, from attaching emotions to other people's thoughts towards you, the better off you will be. So, this plays into number 14, which is stay in your lane. Um... If you've ever been driving and someone has kind of, like, drifted into your lane, especially if you ever drive in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, I know you guys know what I'm talking about. This probably applies to, like, any big city, but that's the big city I'm familiar with. If someone starts drifting over into your lane, what are you likely to yell or mutter under your breath? You're likely to mutter, like, stay in your lane, right? Because that's what I say, and I say it in that voice, too. Um, because they're going to interfere with your path, with your course. And um, I follow Rachel Hollis. She is one of my favorite people who recently entered the scene or recently entered my bubble. Um, she wrote the book Girl, Wash Your Face. I haven't read the book, but I listen to a lot of her podcasts. And she kind of equates this stay-in-your-lane concept to like, you know, she always says in her, her cute little voice, she goes, Life is like a math test in eighth grade. Like, keep your eyes on your own paper. And I absolutely... Love that because you have way more important things to do than to tear people down or let them conversely tear you down, right? Um, You know, you can so easily be held back from doing what you want or, like I said before, putting out that piece of content, um, you know, telling someone how you feel, you know, being yourself on social media or in the business place or in real life. You can be held back if you're constantly fearing um, what other people think of you. So if someone else tries to come into your lane or if someone else is like looking on your paper or on the flip side, you find yourself looking on their paper, like remind yourself like your responsibility is you. Like, of course, if you have a family, if you have kids, they're also your responsibility. But, like, your first priority is yourself um, and keeping yourself focused on what grounds you, what centers you, and, you know, what keeps you um, on the track that you want to go. So keep your eyes on your own paper, stay in your own lane, and you'll be 100 times better off, I promise you. Number Fifteen, this is totally unrelated, but it's something um that happens to me being a female who wears makeup um makeup it's very complicated guys like in my when did I start wearing makeup i don't know it was like early high schools when I started. Um, and, like, I thought I was, like, so cool. Like, I could do eyeshadow. I could do mascara. But, like, as I get older, um, really, like, the only makeup I wear now, simply because that's the only makeup I understand how to use, and I'm not big on, like, YouTube makeup channels, is, like, mascara and eyeliner. Like, that's the extent of it, right? That's what I know how to do. And any other ladies can resonate with me that, like, makeup is hard, especially when you get into, like, the face makeup. Like, like, the foundation, like, I don't even know the words, like, the contouring, the highlight. Like, I just realized, or I learned the other week when I was at my friend's bachelorette party that there was this thing called a highlighter for your face. <laughs> Someone was doing makeup, and she was like, hey, like, do you have a highlighter? I was like, oh, you need a pen? Like, why do you need that for my face? And she was like, no, like, makeup. Anyways, apparently, it like, highlights for the light hit your face. I don't really know, but makeup is complicated. Um, if you want to learn more about it, don't come here, because I know nothing about it, and if you want to, um, figure out how to do it professionally, find a friend, or hire a professional. I've, I've found that out very quickly. Um, so that's all I have to say about that. It's complicated, ladies. Dudes, um, just support your lady because, and just know it's complicated. Um, and if she ever complains about it, just, like, try to direct her in the, the direction of, like, a video or a professional because it's hard. Um, it's hard to find what is going to work for you, right? Not only in food, but also in makeup. Um, anyways, I'll shut up about makeup now. Sixteen, So um, this is something that I've dealt with a lot, being a young entrepreneur and a young business owner, and I phrase this one as, you are not too young or inexperienced. You're probably just really good at making up excuses. Um, So if you are young or if you have it in your brain that you want to do something, that's a little bit like off track of what people in your typical career path would be doing. um, It's really easy to kind of fall into this trap of telling yourself like, oh, I can't do that. Um you know, I'm too young. I need to get a couple years of experience before anyone will trust my opinion, you know, yada, yada, yada. And this is something that I told myself for a long time. I was like, Claire, like, how the heck are you going to go into business for yourself? You're 23 years old. Um, you know, what are people going to think, which like refer to number 13 and 14 there. Um, and, you know, how can you expect to direct people in the right way if you yourself are so young? But what I've Come to realize is that was simply an excuse um, and something to delay my own taking action. And when I step back and look at things a little bit more objectively, um, in the in the path of a dietitian, for example, you know I have had my schooling, um, I've done my internship, I have some experience under my belt. I have experience. That is a fact. And if I don't step up to the plate and if I don't bring my knowledge to the table, um, my, you know, the scientific knowledge, my degree knowledge, I'm not saying that any knowledge that isn't under a degree is inadequate because that is not true. Um, but if I don't take what I've learned in school or what I've spent these five, six years completing, if I don't like own up to that and start helping people with it, then other people, um, with a message that is simply not, true or a message that is really negative regarding nutrition, body image, health, fitness, anything like that, you know, they're going to step up to the plate before I do. So, If I don't fill the space and speak my truth and what I know to be true about nutrition and health, then other people are going to do it for me. And, you know, I know my message can be valuable and it can resonate with a lot of people. So it is my duty um, to share it, right? Like I'm young, but I have a message that I know if I don't share, I'm going to regret more than, you know, if I, if I do. Um, So that is that topic. Seventeen. The internet. This plays into sixteen really well. Like a lot of people, when I hear them say, like, "Oh, like I don't have enough experience," or like, "I don't know how to build a website," or "I don't know how to do that," like, guys, the internet exists. If you haven't been on it yet, you should really check it out because it's an amazing tool. Um, obviously, I'm being facetious here because if if you're on this podcast, I know that you know about the internet. But literally, anything you've ever wanted to learn about, everything is on the internet. Like, you can figure out how to build a website. You can figure out how to start a business. You can figure out like, I don't know, you can get a degree online. Like literally anything you want to know, um, is on the internet. It's simply a matter of finding it and having the tenacity to keep with it. Right. Um, to research, to, um, build your brand, to look into yourself, to, um, find the right resources, to make it happen. Um, you can learn anything on the internet. Um, and then when you apply it, this comes, this brings us to 18. Um, but application is where things get a little bit trickier. So all the information exists on the internet. I tell my coaching clients this as well. Like, you know, any piece of information about nutrition that I'm going to tell you is somewhere on the internet. Like it's lying around somewhere on the internet. You can find it, but what I'm giving you, um, why I personally work with a business coach, why I encourage anyone to just, like, do personal development stuff is because that's what's going to give you the application. You know, having a coach, taking a course, working with someone one-on-one, that takes everything that you learn on the internet and puts it into the context of your life and says, here, Claire, like, here's how you apply it, right? So, um, this plays into 18, you know, finding those people who are going to support you and help you apply these things to your life and surrounding yourself with people, Um, who are both ahead of you and behind you. This is really important when it comes to, I feel like, any stage of life, but um, having people ahead of you to learn from. Um, I call these mentors, coaches, whatever you want to call them, and having people behind you that you can start to pass down your knowledge to. Um, You can take what you've learned and nurture the future generation, or you can help someone else out who was maybe in your exact shoes um, two months ago, six months ago, a year ago, and you can pay it forward, right? Um, So you learn from the people ahead of you, you hold your ground where you are, and you pass down knowledge and you genuinely offer help, this plays back in. This is all very cyclical in nature. Um, You play back into it and you pass that knowledge down and you help the person behind you simply because other people did that same thing for you. I truly believe in karma if you couldn't tell. Um, Number 19, so I love this one. Listen and silent have the same letters. Like write out those words, listen and silent, and they have the exact same letters. Do them both. In order to truly listen to your body, in order to truly listen to um, a podcast. Exhibit A, right? In order to truly listen to what any of your mentors or your parents or your coaches or your friends are telling you, you have to um, wipe the ego for a second and you have to sit down and listen and be silent. Um, And again, in order to be silent, a lot of the times that comes with listening because when you fall into this place of silence, you're able to tune into your intuition. You're able to hear the voices of your mentors and your coaches and um, all of it really starts to soak in. But none of that happens if you can't take the time to find silence. And listen, silent and listen, same same letters. Um, number twenty, honor your intuition. Um, this is something that I bring up a lot in my private coaching with my private coaching clients, and that I employ a lot in my daily life. Um, our bodies are very very smart. Um, they know, believe it or not, how to regulate intake. That's what our hunger cues are for. They know how to utilize all the nutrients found in food in order to um, metabolize, in order to repair tissue, in order to build cells, in order um, to make your heart beat, in order to make your lungs work. Like all of this, um, your body does on its own. There is a uniqueness to your body and um, being able to trust that and being able to trust the ancient wisdom um, found within yourself, you know, the processes that happen without you having to lift a finger, um, you know, there's something to be honored there. And the sooner you can trust that, the sooner that you can um, learn to be silent, listen, here we go, and honor your sense of self-trust, um, the sooner and the more, you know, effective that didn't make sense, but the better you will be. There we go at um finding trust in all of your other relationships. So self-trust comes first, then you fall into trust with all other people. So 21. Stay really, really grounded, right? Um, there's this saying that we have in yoga class, um, or saying that I say when I teach yoga, and it's root to rise, meaning um, in order to have a strong, firm foundation in a yoga pose, you have to start with the foundation, um, whether that's your feet, if you're in a standing pose, whether that's your back body, if you're lying down, whether that's your front body, if you're lying on your belly, but um, you have to root down, in order to be able to rise. There's a quote from Elizabeth Gilbert um, that I'm now, like as I'm sitting here recording this podcast, I meant to write it down before I hopped on and started recording, but it's too late now. Um, 21.5, always be prepared, lol. Um, but this quote was talking about, it was in the very beginning of her book, Eat, Pray, Love, which is one of my absolute favorite books. And, um, it's in one of the first chapters where she goes to Indonesia before she ventures there on her own, but she's there, um, for a job. She's writing an article and she meets, um, for the very first time, this ancient, um, well, he's not, well, he is very old, but he, she meets this medicine man. She might've been in Bali. Uh, Anyways, um, details, right? But she meets this medicine man, and he um, was offering advice to anyone with a question. And her question was something along the lines of, like, you know, I want to live an earthly life. I want to be a human, and I want to be grounded on the earth, but I want to be able to experience... you know, spirituality, or I want to be able to, you know, understand that I am more than just a physical body. And she was like, but how do I do this? Like, how do I balance these two things? And um, the gist of his response was, you have to be really, really grounded. Um, He phrased it as having four legs, like he drew this picture. Um, You have to have four legs or four roots that are firmly rooted into the ground, um, but your eyes and your mind always have to be open and looking up. Um, Meaning, that you really have to stay rooted and stay grounded in order to be able to actualize your potential in order to be able to make all the dreams or the, you know, the crazy things that you want for your life in order to make those happen. Because if you can't stay grounded and you can't stay rooted in yourself and your values, um, then you're not going to be able to effectively get to those places in a way that stays true to yourself. So 22. People are the ROI of life. Um, ROI means return on investment. If you're not a huge, like, investor person like me, definitely not. Remember my talk about long division at the beginning, not my strong suit, but this is straight from Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, He is one of my absolute favorite people to listen to. He's one of um, the big motivating factors, one of those, like, external influences that had the biggest impact on me when I was, um, starting my business and even still is now. But, um, he has a quote and he has a video that's very powerful. If you just type it into Google, like people are the ROI of life, it'll blow you away. Um, but he, the center, the crux of this message is something along the lines of like a lot of people can do exactly what you do. This is what I was talking about a few minutes ago. Um, You know, other people can be dietitians. Anyone can learn about nutrition. Anyone can, um, you know, be an accountant. Anyone can be a teacher. Like, the skills um, are a commodity, right? Like, anyone can learn those. But the relationships that you build along the way while learning those skills, those are yours. Um, So what he's saying is... You know, the random times that you say hello to someone in the elevator, um, when you make eye contact with someone and smile at the gym, when you say hi to a passing stranger, um, when you send someone a direct message that ends up being a great um, networking experience for both of you and a great professional relationship. Like, those are the things that are going to set your life and your career um, apart because, let's be honest, at the end of the day or at the end of your life, I know this is getting, like, super philosophical for a 23-year-old, but if you're lying there, And, you know, all you've accrued throughout life is skills, um, and you've been successful in doing X, Y, and Z, or, you know, getting A, B, and C to completion, Um, but you haven't made relationships, and you haven't found value in other people along the way, you're going to be sitting there saying, is this all there is? Um, And to be honest, that is a really, really sad thought to me, so... Take time, um, connect with people, like take your earphones out, like get out of your own head, get the face out of your phone when you're walking around and make a connection. Because what he's saying here, the gist of his message is like, you know, you're sitting there on your phone, but if you maybe would have said hi to the person next to you, like, they could have gone to run a huge company, and if you would have been friends with them, maybe they would have recommended you in order to get the job of your dreams, or in order to do what you really want to do, or you could have been business partners, right? Like, so every um, time that you choose to keep to yourself when you could have made a connection is a real lost opportunity. Simple example here, before I, like, die from speaking too much, um, one of my you know, friend groups here in Roanoke, I I moved back to where I grew up my whole life. And, you know, some of my high school friends still live here, which is amazing. I'm still friends with them. But I was like, okay, like, you know, moving back here, you know, I'm not going to have any friends or I'm not going to be able to meet anyone my own age to hang out with. And all I'm going to be doing is working, which, you know, my thoughts on that, you got to take time. But, um, I was scrolling through social media one day and someone liked one of my posts and I clicked on her profile and I realized that she was from Roanoke and she was a food photographer. Um, Maggie, if you're listening, hello, this is a huge thank you to you. Um, but anyways, I decided to send her a message because I don't know, I was feeling inspired that day. People are the ROI of life, right? Um, But I sent her a message, and I was like, hey, your photography is so cool. Um, Like, I need to meet you in, like, a non-creepy way. I wasn't like, let's hang out. I was like, hey, I need to meet you because you do an awesome job with what you do. Um, Again, it was reaching out from a place of authenticity. I was being so genuine because I loved her work. And she was like, oh, my God, yeah, let's get coffee. So um, flash forward, like, a week later, we met. We got coffee, and she was like, hey, I hang out with this really cool group of girls um, and we, you know, do this do this dinner um, about once a month and, you know, we'd love to have you, like, come and join. So, you know, they added me to the group chat and um, I went to the first one and, you know, Maggie has since actually moved out of the city, um, but I'm still friends with her, of course, and with this group of girls who, you know, if I hadn't taken the time to, like, click on the profile and, like, you know, message this girl out of the blue, not being afraid that I was going to, like, freak her out or be creepy, then, you know, I wouldn't have this amazing group of friends who now um, own a really cool business here in Roanoke and I've connected with them and I might offer a class in their space and like, you know, it it is about what you know in life. Of course, you have to grow your skill set, but it's also about who you know and how you foster those connections. So long, long story short, people are the ROI of life, ROI positive people. So the last one number 23, um, no love is superior to self-love. Um, I'll say it again. No love is superior to self-love. So this is something, um, that, I say this um, and take this as you will because I do not have children. Um, I don't know what it's like to um, love a family that I myself have created or like this baby that I've had a part in making. I don't know what it's like to have kids, but um, I'm a firm believer of, and this comes from Brene Brown, one of my favorite influencers, writers, people on earth. Um, She says, You simply cannot give what you don't have. Um, And I truly believe this, especially when it comes to love. Like, how do you expect to um, love anyone fully, to give anyone the space to love themselves too, if you aren't putting forth the effort and if you aren't demonstrating a good example of what it's like to love yourself, especially if you have kids, right? Um, Especially if you have close friends, like, especially if you're a human, like, in order to truly love someone else, um, you have to give that love to yourself first because you cannot pour from an empty cup and this is where the last pillar of my coaching love fiercely really comes in because you have to do things on a daily basis that show yourself how much you love you in order to um, be successful in order to be happy in order to foster positive and loving relationships with other people so long story long again you can't give what you don't have um, and you can't give love if you don't have that love for yourself so This ended up being a lot longer than I was anticipating. Um, So I'm sorry I kind of word vomited all over the place, but um, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you got at least one or two good tidbits or takeaways of information um, from my 23 of 23, 23 of the biggest lessons I've learned in my 23 years of life. But as always, if you resonate with anything that I said, if you're loving what you're hearing on this podcast, please don't hesitate to. Give me a rating to leave me a review. Tell me what you thought about this episode. Subscribe, um, share this on social media, tell people, um, you know, what you're doing to make yourself a better you. And if this podcast is a part of that, then I am truly grateful um, to be able to have um, a piece and a part of your wellness journey. I can't express my gratitude enough for you, but um, I will be back next week next Wednesday, um, with another exciting episode of the yours, Julie podcast, but until next time yours, Julie, Claire.